Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 645 for the week of September 3rd, 2022. Ooh, it's a new month. I'm going to go pay all my bills. It's oh, Labor Day weekend. Labor Day. Cool. Celebrate the labor movement by not doing a thing all weekend. That's right. Mm-hmm. We fought hard for that holiday. <laughs> I don't think we fought at all. No, no. not really. Um, watch George the cat on Twitter. You see how crappy labor still can be in this country. How do I get? To, how do I follow George? What's his George's Twitter handle? I think it's George the cat. Yeah, I I followed for the cat photos, but stayed for the labor stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what a statement! What a statement! <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty tough. I fought a sock today. I won, says Jorts. He, um, there was also, I think there's also, uh, zero days until the latest trash can incident. <laughs> it is what Jorts is famous for. Yep. Other than being I'm, buttered. Why is was, Lynn manuel yeah. Miranda a trending topic to follow i don't understand what's going on today <laughs> they're listening to us chris they, they were listening to us in the pre-show because <laughs> you mentioned hamilton sure <laughs> they're all working together chris they were listening to you talk and then they knew like hey they mentioned that we should suggest it <laughs> it's the wonderful future where the internet has for us Schwartz was also famous for having one orange brain cell. <laughs> and why that's cat racist, apparently. Yeah, Kelly, don't be talking bad about the I mean, it cat. is. If you said that about a race of, or a color of skin of humans, that would be racist, Kelly. <laughs> That'd be pretty like, freaking like, awful. <laughs> orange cats share one brain cell and tuxedo cats are bossy. Owner will tell you these facts. I these think these are facts. these are prejudiced impressions from someone who doesn't care about cats. I, <laughs> dude, I have six cats, and I'm tempted <laughs> and you're to talk, You're going to get a seventh just to bring I, them into your slavery pens. Oh, oh yeah, my my cuteness slavery, where they my serotonin batteries mm-hmm. that keep me happy and not wanting to destroy this world with a meteor. It's all about you, isn't it, Kelly? Yes, it is. See? That's the problem. Look, the, these cats... Don't think about the cats. Well, I... I, I mean, I, when people ask me if it's cat racist, I'm like, well... I mean, I, I get why we don't consider it racist, because they're cats and they don't comprehend this. But, like, if it was about a human, it would be pretty racist. <laughs> but, but that's why it's funny, because the cats don't care. Oh, so if the human doesn't care, it's not racist, huh? See, I just, Uh, the the extension of all those statements, just, uh, I don't know that this is the hill you want to die on. And it's funny, you said that I made a joke yesterday about how a a calico cat being crossed with your path is triple bad luck because it's triple the colors. And Vaughn was like, that's cat racist. Like, it's a joke. And also cat racist. 
Yeah. Well, once again, well, cat, cats don't see color. I mean, they do. Cats don't see color. Not, not like how we do as humans. <laughs> they don't see color. Therefore, I can be racist towards them. They, <laughs> it matters. They see their color. eye cones are based off of movement. <laughs> well, they're T Rexes, huh? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's true. That's why you can drop a piece of ham in front of a cat and it won't see it, but they can see the moth from three rooms away. I'm, I'm sure you've dealt with that with your cat. I have before. dealt with that. Okay, that explains some things, but only the cones, huh? Yeah. Not the rods? Well, the th- rods can see static? I can't remember which eye cell does which. Now I need to Google this. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I've been digging myself in a hole. You really whole should stop. Yeah, your little racist cat propaganda. I don't think we, I think we need to deplatform you. Like, look, all, all I'm, cats matter. I am removing Cloudflare protection from you. Oh, wait, that's a whole <laughs> other argument. We don't want to get into that. Um, okay, <laughs> moving on. <sighs> video games? Yeah, I played video games. Oh, good. You didn't oh, shove like any Kelly. cats into kill chambers, did you? No, that's a different video yeah, game. Yeah, that that's... is a video game you've played. Mm-hmm. Get it right, Chris. I shoved dogs into the chamber. There's a cat game. in that cat... game. The cats were safe. All right. <laughs> You're not racist. You only kill dogs. <laughs> Kelly, you have a problem. I love dogs. You, you, I have a dog that I would. If, if anybody <laughs> I, I'm were best ever friends hurt, with the dog. I'm not racist. If, if anybody were to ever hurt Rex, I would beat their face in. Rex is my, my puppy. best friend. Is a dog. I can't be racist. None of this is, is an excuse, and, Kelly. People have tried know, all these things. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to segue something into that. You know how they say that you can't make remake Blazing Saddles. Yeah. You can, as long as you make the racist bit about dogs, because that's what that new uh, Paws of Fury Legend of Hank is. It's a remake of Blazing Saddles. It's it's on Paramount Plus. Watch it and be be amused at how they uh, got away with some of the jokes from the original movie in a kid friendly manner. It's really a remake of Blazing Saddles. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, even Mel Brooks is even in it and um, helped produce it. Okay. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> I'm much more interested in it now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I was too. I thought it was going to be just a dumb kids movie. And then I see, wait a minute, the original title of this movie was Blazing Samurai. And it had Mel Brooks. And wait, I I've got to watch this. And and did and yeah, it follows the exact same beats. Um, Samuel L. Jackson's character is the Gene Wilder. Uh, it had the the Mongo joke going with a sumo wrestler. Um, it, it was a very interesting watch. <laughs> if if you have a Paramount Plus account, well, it, just just watch it and just be like, how did they ma- manage this? And get away with it. Okay. But also, uh, unless you're a really bad parent and have showed your kid Blazing Saddles, no kid's going to get this. <laughs> Is this made for the adults? Sheriff? <laughs> you know, I honestly can't tell, Josh. <laughs> uh, 
it's it's still amusing though. Sorry. I, I had to get that out there since you guys were accusing me of being dog racist and that's basically what that whole movie is. Okay. Uh have have you guys gotten any further in Xenoblade? Uh I'm still trucking along. I'm I'm I can can I say that um I'm at a jail? I don't think that's spoilery. Yeah, I know where no. you are. Enough to I'm a little further than you. I'm in chapter five. Okay. Yep. You got past the jail, Chris? Mm-hmm. I had you... I had the moments. You, we talked about this last week. I'd gotten through those eight thousand hour cutscenes last week. <laughs> oh God, those cutscenes! I still have that to look forward to. <laughs> sometime this weekend. We provide valuable service at our gamer. Like at the end of Chapter Five in Xenoblade, carve out some time. Don't do that one before bed. Or if you do, hey, thank God for the chapter four, function. end of chapter four. Oh, end of chapter four, right? Beginning of chapter five, it's like two hours in total, or something, or an hour and a half. Yeah. It's crazy. It, it's long. We're talking Metal uh, Gear Solid Four t- style cutscenes here. <laughs> Yakuza. The, there, there was some of that where it's like you had a giant cutscene, you walked like three feet, and then there's another fifteen minute cutscene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this one, they do, they just get rid of the walking, even. oh you finished let's save okay more cutscene I will say that did get on my nerves in Xenoblade 3 was um, you know you go to the story point it's like oh great more talking I wish that they would kind of figure out a a way to do more a little bit more balanced or make it a little bit more uh, active storytelling rather than just sitting there and telling you plot dumping everything yeah I I like that kind of active storytelling where they'll tell that stuff while you're playing a cutscene or playing an action sequence or what have you. Um, I mean, isn't that why we decided that uh, voice logs in games are awesome? <laughs> kind of, yeah. But also, um, it, it's worth it to do all of the character side stories in that game um, because... Th- some of them provide insight into the main character story, which is nice, hmm. but also that they're just really good. Um, Triton's side story I, I liked in particular when you unlock his uh, class. Having trouble triggering his ascension quest. God, I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, him and a couple others, I'm having issues find figuring out how to trigger those. So I mean, I'm some like, of them just later. seemed like. There was one I just triggered where it yeah. was just wandering around and listen to, you know, just like you yes. trigger the regular No, that's side totally quest. it, yeah. And so and I don't like, know if I just need to wait or if I'm missing something I should have discovered by now. Um, I don't know if you knew that you can do this. If you go into the options menu and see the hero roster, mm-hmm. it'll tell you what you have to do. Cool. And it'll also tell you who's you've completed. Oh, the one with all the silhouettes that spoil them. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I will go check that out. Yeah, um, I know that a bunch of them you can't do until chapter seven. So if you uh, hit a stopping point, okay, that's okay. Because a bunch uh, of them I'm doing in chapter five, which feels yeah. early. Except I'm so over leveled that it's not. <laughs> yeah, um, you're. I mean, if you want to do all of them, you're probably best off just waiting until you get to chapter seven. Um, <laughs> Intent. <laughs> Um, not only getting to chapter seven, but finishing the main character side stories because some of them don't trigger until then. Okay. I will uh, continue to ignore that and do as much as I can now before moving the main story forward because that's the <laughs> terrible sort of person I am. 
Um, and then later, once, if they actually do give me an airship, I'll be real bitter. <laughs> no, they just give you a boat. I have the boat. I hate the boat. The boat the boat's sucks. Terrible. Did, Everyone you, the right. boat. you were right. You were right. The boat, the boat sucks. <laughs> You know what sucks about the boat? How small your field of vision is versus the map you're trying to uncover? Yep. Screw it. <laughs> I hate the boat. I, I hate I, the map. <laughs> I don't understand why you can only like control it. You have to actually be moving to actually turn it. There's no momentum to it. So it makes it such a pain in the ass. They even do. have a little campfire cutscene complaining about uh, Riku's steering of the boat. <laughs> Like we they knew, know we it's know bad. Sucks. <laughs> yes. And Riku blames it on you, changing your mind all the time about where you want to go. It's like, well, he's not wrong. <laughs> but also, come on. Well, they give you a more advanced boat at the end of oh, the game. Oh, okay. Well, um, <laughs> this one can turn five percent tighter. <laughs> you know, I barely did anything in that advanced boat. Yeah, um, I'm sh- I'm not shocked. At that point, I had uncovered most of that map anyway, and then it was just about cleaning up side stories and tried to get to spots that I hadn't gotten to or finished yet. Our chat um, room, with with all all this talk about how you are a racist cat person, Kelly, is um, we've 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 confused the chat. Yes, the show has started. I did the intro and everything. We're talking about what Kelly's been playing, which is Xenoblade. Oh, I finished Xenoblade. I was yep. trying to get you guys to talk since well, you we, hadn't. We're talked. still playing it. I love yeah. it, and it's it's long. <laughs> it's very long. Yeah. There's it's so long much to do, all, <laughs> and all the best parts about it are the is the story and kind of the character interactions, and and you don't want to spoil that. It's too mm-hmm. too new. And, <laughs> well, the worst parts the... are trying to find heavy pomegranates. It's terrible. <laughs> it's the the drop rate so low. Yeah, that was the only good thing when I was trying to do some of that junk in the first game was that everybody had already mapped out exactly what the percentage drops were and exactly where to go and what time of day to do it. And just it's a I, terrible I, you, system. Yeah, it's just like their battle system is kind of meh. Like all those things need to be replaced, and it's it's time for a new trilogy where they redo their collectibles. <laughs> At least they show you like the little. little the little exclamation points so that you know that that collectible only if you're on a quest that needs it not if you're looking for the gems oh Mm. gotcha i i think what annoys me the most is that there's no database to figure out where the hell the collectibles are i think Mm -hmm. that was a major oversight Mm -hmm. yeah i mean there are ways they could have made it better but they didn't so maybe if they do those things not a big deal keep doing it but right now I'm annoyed because I know they're probably going to have a huge patch that uh, fixes all of the stuff at some point. Oh, I don't know. I am surprised there aren't any patches so far. It's like maybe there was one day one patch or something, but other than that, no. Because I kind of wish that you could set like favorite parties and stuff for which characters you preferred to have certain classes. I don't have time to set Mm. favorite parties. I'm trying to max out the classes on everybody. Yeah, that too. Just all I want is a shuffle everyone to classes they they haven't mastered yet, but in a balanced amount. Yeah, and so I'll go grind on attackers. CP somehow that I haven't figured out and, and get on from there. 
What's funny? I is- typed Xenoblade, and the suggested search is Xenoblade Chronicles Three on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that the first suggested search? What's really interesting is that um, there's a button you press on the class screen that shows which, uh, like up in the um, upper right corner, which characters are best suited for which classes. But it, but it's also frustrating because like Nia, is it, oh I'm sorry Mio, um, you know she starts out as a tank, but for some reason all of her S rank classes are all healers. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what cri- game, what criteria are you basing all of this <laughs> off of? Whatever it feels like. Yeah. Well, she's a girl. She should be good at healing. <laughs> Will you racist yeah, Japanese sexist game? Come on. <laughs> but then the girl who has the wings on her head, whose name escapes me right now. Uni. Uni. Um, she's good at like two different, two or three different taking classes. According to the game. Mm hmm. And yeah, it's it's very confusing. I don't know you... anything about builds in this game, how to optimize them. Like I don't know either. There, um, there must even... be a lot of depth you could do for maxing out things, except you don't need it at all. So mm-hmm. why would you? <laughs> well, you probably need it if you're not playing on easy. I'm on normal. I don't need oh, it. Oh, you're on normal? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm not on hard because it just all they do is inflate the HP to the point where it's not fun. So it's not like a challenge it's just ugh, boring i see oh I, I mean i don't know then uh i watched a lot of stuff about optium build and well heck even the dark souls or the elden ring guy that we watch had stuff about builds those, those are different types of games those yeah. those are good those are good games for making builds and you do need the builds if you're trying yeah you can either get really good with a lesser build or have a build that affords you the ability to make mistakes more or suits your playstyle more. And your playstyle might be, I'm bad, which is it is for me. So I need a build that suits the I'm bad playstyle. So <laughs> they, you can do that there. <laughs> and it matters. <laughs> so, you know, but it doesn't matter here. Just get your levels up and you're done. <laughs> you can out-level things here in a way you can't in the Dark Souls. There's uh, some post-game... Uh bosses that i've heard are pretty brutal yeah maybe for them it matters so i can't speak to that yet um if you tell me that's the case i will respect it and look forward to trying them later so yeah how soon do you think you guys are gonna finish these um before xenoblade chronicles 4 maybe oh so you've got a couple of years exactly i'm working on it i'm i'm not playing anything else um i okay so kelly i have to i have a confession I had a day yes. where I was like, I don't know that I'm going to play this today. Does this mean I'm taking a break from the game? And I was like, no, because the game's music is just too darn good. Um, and fortunately with games, if they have really good music, I tend to f- stick them out to the end. It's just, mm-hmm. that's how I'm wired. Um, but I needed a break. And, you know, I've been watching these riff tracks and MST3K channels on Twitch for, for months now. Um, mm-hmm. And I love doing that. And I said, you know what? What am I waiting for? I'm diving in. So I resubscribed to Netflix and I've been watching the, uh, I've I binge watched the entire, um, remake, uh, the, the first remake season of MST3K this week. So that's been eating up a lot of my Xenoblade time because, um, it's hard to do story in Xenoblade and pay attention to jokes. Yeah. 
Um, That's and, understandable. And unlike the, the Twitch channels where I'll just wait and watch the movie the next time it comes around if I miss a line, here I'm actually trying to pay attention because I want to unsubscribe from Netflix when I'm done. <laughs> 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 so I'm, I'm doing this once and then I'm done. It's pretty good. I was worried it was going to suck. It doesn't suck. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, they did a pretty get, good job of that. I'm getting used to the bot voices. They annoyed me at first. They're they're sinking in, and it's like just like any other time the bot's voice changes changed in the original show. Sucks at first, then you get used to it. Um, there's been some skits that are just poorly written, but you know the the original show. There, had there those were some two. of those in the original yeah, show. So too. It's yeah. like, eh. um, all the stuff with the villains, Felicia Day and and Pat Oswalt are they steal the show whenever they're on. So anything with them is great. And, um, Jonah's fine, you know, just cause they I had some really good stinker movies to, to do that first. Yeah, they did. Back in May. Back in I haven't May gotten to that. That's next. Um, oh, that's season two. Yeah. I'm about to do Mac and me, which I'm excited for. Cause I remember that coming out and not seeing mm-hmm. it. And it had a video game too, if I recall correctly. So like that thing was marketed like it was a real movie. And it I must vague, be terrible. I have vague <laughs> memories of watching it when I was a little kid. Yeah, yeah I, was... I think I tried to watch it and fell asleep. <laughs> Maybe it didn't have a video game, and I just imagined that. But that's fine. I'm okay with it not having a video game. It's obviously ripping off E.T. Um, but yeah, that, that should be fun. Um, but no, I've just done the first season. And uh, yeah, I love all the songs. I love all the music stuff they do. So I guess Jonah's more of a music person, so they have that going on this time and i thought my review of the mystery science theater first rebirth season is uh thumbs up um so i'm caught up with what 2017 now <laughs> which i think is when that came out <laughs> um C- chris i don't know if this will excite you or not but uh riff track's gonna have a, a riff track of cats in the not too distant future oh. they have they have a trailer for it on their uh youtube channel now mm-hmm and oh my god, I, I I'm pro- I'm gonna end up probably well I say I'm gonna right. end up probably buying that riff track, but then I need a copy of the movie. All right, so <laughs> continuing on with our with 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 riff, with MST3K, I need some I need some um. So there's a lot of stuff going on around this. So this was kickstarted right in 2017, mm-hmm. and it was like at the time it was the most funded Kickstarter ever. It was six and a half million, so still a high number for a Kickstarter. But we've seen numbers go higher now, but at the time amazing lots of bonus material that i don't have access to here i could spend a bunch of money and get access to it on their website i don't think it's worth it um i assume it's not someone can tell me if it if it really is go find those shorts or whatever but i signed up for the free account are you talking about the gizmondo app uh the gizmoplex app yeah yeah I, I signed up for the free account just week just because all the classic seasons are on there for free mm. and I want to watch the new stuff but I I have a Netflix account so I don't really need to double dip. Mhm. Um and it was neat watching the fr- free stuff this week. I think I watched uh, Magic Sword which is a classic episode. So I'm not talking about the classic episodes. I'm talking about, oh, you're if, talking about- if figuring out I, and I don't actually know if you can do this. Uh Maybe maybe if you didn't do it at the time you can't you can't get into it. Um but um at the the idea I had was that if you um if you bought the pass on the Gizmoplex website, you would get access to all like the additional Kickstarter extras that they made. 
Um, I know that's the case with season three, um, but let's let's back up for just a second. Okay, so let's throw all that out. So that was a distraction. Forget all that. Um, they did this thing. It was a Kickstarter. Then they did another Kickstarter, I guess, but had a much shorter season for the next one. Season 12. It's only six episodes. I don't know what's up with that. That was 2018. I don't remember if that one was kickstarted or not. I think they may have just had a deal with Netflix for that. Okay, so yeah. just Netflix and maybe the funding was lower or something. I yeah. don't know. And then nothing till 2022. Now, I get from 2020 on COVID. COVID but yeah. what happened in 2019 and 2020? Was there no interest in MST3K? Did Netflix not want to do this anymore? Yeah, Netflix kind of was like they were done with it. And then okay. they were trying to figure out where they were. That that's what what it was. Like okay. they were trying to shopping it around and then COVID happened. Then COVID they were happened. also doing uh they were also doing their tours of live shows around the country. Fair enough. During that time too. That's fair. Yeah. And now they're back with season thirteen, which I see advertised all the time on the Twitch channel, hence, you know, the advertising eventually worked and got me to do Netflix for the older ones and blah 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 blah. Now I have a, a decision to make. The 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 thirteen season thirteen it started to stream um a few uh, a number of the episodes are out like actually most of the episodes are out aren't they um they're up through nine of them right so most of season thirteen's out the only way to watch it is to buy the episodes individually or buy the season pass ticket on the Gizmoplex and it's expensive it is. If like season thirteen, the digital collection is one hundred and thirty dollars. Mm. Or Ouch. if I if I um if I add twenty bucks to that, I get access to the shorts and some of the Kickstarter or whatever the the extras, some extra things that they did for people who bought in early. Um, I don't know if they kickstarted this or how this one worked, but there was there were rewards and you can buy in now for one hundred thirty or one hundred fifty. You get more than one hundred thirty. It's a very minimal difference in my mind. It's an extra 20 bucks for more shorts and stuff. Seems like it's worth it to me because I love the shorts, but also may not be worth it. Doesn't matter that much other than to say, um, I really like the idea of binge watching for 20 bucks a bunch of seasons. I don't like paying $130 for <laughs> MST3K. Isn't that high? I mean, yeah. yeah, it is kind of high. What, <laughs> what kind of movie, top-tier movies is it? The top-tier t- movies. We've got Santo and the Treasure of Dracula, Robot Wars, Definitely. Beyond Atlantis, Munchie, Dr. Mordred, Demon Squad, Gamera vs. Jiger, The Batwoman, The Million Eyes of Sumeru, H.G. Wells's The Shape of Things to Come, the Mask 3D, not the Jim Carrey one. This one's from 1961. The Bubble, and then finally, The Christmas Dragon. Okay, the only one of those I recognized was Munchie, which is a Gremlins knockoff. Mm. That later became a kid's movie series for some god-awful reason. Mm. <laughs> Vaughn says, I do not need to double dip, she says, with a Disney Plus account, Hulu, HBO Max, Netflix, and apparently Paramount Plus. Vaughn, I have all those. <laughs> yeah. We also have and all I, those. I don't know what you're talking about because none of those really cross over. Oh, and YouTube me. Premium, which I also have. Yeah, which I also have. <laughs> yeah. the, the, you, it's you cheaper like than cable, remember? When everybody was like ditching cable because it was too expensive, and, and now we're in this future where you got to subscribe to 12 different independent. Here's the services. sad part. Here's the sad part, Josh. I'm still paying less. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I have access to more things I care about. Yeah. You're not wrong. Now, if I was really smart, I would unsubscribe. I would do these things more month to month and have just one or two of these each month. But uh, that's hard to manage. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what they count on. I forget where I was going with this. Um, you okay, were trying I think to we, make a no, we covered everything. We covered it. I'm gonna pay for it because I'm I'm liking being part of the zeitgeist. It's, it's just I'm gonna catch up before I shell out the money. Um, so I've got season I, I, two to binge through next, or season twelve rather. Yep. Because to be honest with you, all, when it comes to MST three K, all I really care about is like the eighties and nineties movies because. To me, that's like top tier cheese. Maybe a little bit of late seventies stuff. Seventies movies are pretty good. I know. Hi, Ke- Kelly, guy from Harlem. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and can't, can't forget Mitchell. <laughs> and oh, Mitchell. Mitchell. <laughs> I, I I have a question for both of you. Hmm. Say say you're in an elevator and Jodon Baker gets in the elevator with you. <laughs> do, do, do you whisper Mitchell at the bottom bottom of your voice just loud enough so that he can hear? <laughs> I might be afraid he'd take a swipe at me. Yeah, that's he's what, still uh, alive. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> that was uh, Trace and Frank Conniff's answer when we saw a what was it a, a Mads. Mm-hmm. What was it called? Yeah, the Mads. Yeah, the Mads Live or something. Yeah. Um, we we went to that, and they they laughed their asses off when I asked that question. And I think Frank's response was, "That's assuming that you can get in an elevator with Joe Don." (laughs) (laughs) And then Trace is like, "Yeah, I I I think he uh, he would beat your ass if you did that. (laughs) He would." Mitchell. Mitchell. The last I'm, Joel episode. I'm just episode. talking about Mitchell. Also, um, controversial opinion, but I think the best classic episode is Soul, Soul Takers. Okay. I don't that, remember that, Soul Takers off the top of my head. Soul Takers was uh, was one of the ones with Joe. It's a late one. Yeah, hmm. and it was where Joel and Frank came back. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, Soul Taker. Uh, I, I, I keep wanting to call it Soul Takers because I'm playing Soul Hackers too. He shows up, does some repairs, and leaves. Yeah. <laughs> why doesn't he take Mike with him? Eh, I can't remember why. There was a There's thing, always there was a, reason. a reason. Yeah. But, oh my god, that one cracks me up so much. And, and the fact that it's a, another appearance of Joe Estevez. Supposedly, uh... Joe Estevez will be in any movie that you can pay him to, as long as you pay for his travel. So, you know, to to you budding uh, indie movie makers out there, you can have Joe Estevez of of Werewolf and Soul Taker fame. I type Soul Taker, and what comes up is the MST movie. Goodness. Say what? Nothing. It doesn't matter. All right. Um, So. But yeah, I've I've been playing Soul Taker. Who is Joe Estevez? That's. God, I can't remember the relation. Is he the... I think he's Martin Sheen's brother, but don't quote okay. me on that. He looks like Martin Sheen in this picture. Yeah. That would make sense. Okay. I I, I do not know the weird Estevez-Sheen timeline. <laughs> I know they're Family related. Family tree? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're all copies of each other. 
but but yeah, uh, okay. Soul Hacker. Oh, we're, we're, um, okay, we should oh, stop talking about game. MST3K. Yeah. Yeah. We should. That, people have tuned off of this podcast. Vaughn says <laughs> that's the tenth season. That's not classic. <laughs> See, I, I divide classic and modern into the Netflix era versus the mm-hmm. TV. The TV. It's era. all relative, folks. At this but point, everything me. you considered modern is classic because you're old. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> 80s so, music is golden oldies. Woo! Yay. I have no idea what's going on in Soul Hackers 2 as far as story goes. Is that good or bad? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, it's and, and part of it is my fault because I was playing it last week when I was on the uh, Discord chat with Chris and we was talking during cutscenes, so I wasn't uh, really yeah. paying attention. That's my fault, uh, is it? All right. No, it's my fault. I should have booted up something else. But I'm still having fun with the game. It's still it's still SMT, just in a d- different way. Um, I've so, got so that. So, what's the tweaks in the battle system from the the normal, you know, like SMT kind of press turnish stuff? So, instead of having the press turn system, when you hit a weak point, it puts a demon into a stack, and at the end of the turn, all of the demons at- from the stack attack in what's called a sabbath. Hmm. So, I, what was that in Persona Five where they all like got in and started beating people up? Oh God, I can't remember it. Um, yeah, that thing. But yeah, it's yeah, it's like that. Um, and later on, you can learn <laughs> abilities that if you press certain buttons during a Sabbath, you can heal, or you can do additional damage, or you can uh, do status effects. And stuff like that. So you really Vaughn says it was a gangbang. <laughs> I mean that's pretty much kind of what it was. Uh, but gangbang! No, that is not what they called it. I know. <laughs> but um but that that's what you want to do because the those uh Sabbaths hit everyone for massive damage and um you can swap demons, but you're limited to how many times you can swap demons during a fight. There's like a cooldown. Mm. Um, and so ideally you want each person to have kind of an even balance of um, different abilities so that you can account for that. Um, and and there's your d- demon, uh, demon fusing, just like a regular SMT game. Um, you're not recruiting them per se. Um, you send them all out on reconnaissance when you open up a dungeon, and you find them in the dungeon. And depending on like if you fought a whole bunch of them, then the de- your demons will recruit them for you. Okay, so it's like, an, hey. it becomes an automatic process rather than having to yeah. sit there and negotiate with them. Yeah, I mean you still kind of have to negotiate because they'll ask you for money or life or whatnot. But I've I haven't had any time where they've left me when I could negotiate and if your stock is too full or if you already have them they'll give you stuff um so, so really I mean it's it's like SMT but not your conventional SMT it's 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 very different yeah um depending on if like if you've played Persona or regular SMT but it, but it's still interesting and that dungeon that Chris is in right now is a, sort of an optional dungeon where you unlock each character's abilities. 
Um, that's where you can unlock additional skill slots or the ability to escape from a dungeon at any time. And it's based off of your soul level with the characters, which is basically their social link. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is like Persona 5. So you got the main dungeons and then you've once again got these these other dungeons that are optional, but maybe not really optional. <laughs> yeah. Because um, the, the, that dungeon that Chris is showing is, is a maze. But you're kind of encouraged to do it because, yeah, there's there's a whole bunch of good stuff that you can unlock. And it's a great way to just, you know, go level up. Of course, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm pretty over-leveled right now anyway because I've spent so much time in that dungeon. But I'm tr- the amount of skills your demon can learn are very limited in this game. You start out with four slots, and then I think I've unlocked a fifth slot. And I think there's only like a sixth slot left. Um, so you're already having to kind of mitigate what skills you learn anyway, especially when there's really good ones, like the ones that uh, heal you after battle and such. So that's partially why I've been doing a lot of the optional dungeon to find uh, skill upgrades. Um, I don't know how far I am in the story. Like I said, I've spent most of my time in that optional dungeon and just kind of running around doing side quests. How much and DLC did you buy that makes your game easier? Just the $5 experience and money DLC. Okay. And even then, the money DLC really hasn't been that much because I burned through what it, it's just, it drops extra stuff that you can sell for money. And if you're doing a lot of demon summoning, you're going to burn through that pretty quick. Um, but I'm I'm enjoying it. I just I need to pay a little bit more attention to the story. Um, there, there's something about these people that have covenants, which is like spirit energy inside of them, and you're trying to get all the spirit energy. Well, spirit wormies. Of, yeah, spirit wormies. Kind of like tapeworms, is, but <laughs> demon. <laughs> tapeworms demon tapeworms they pull them oh, out no, it's like a tapeworm right. or something i don't know <laughs> hey i mean it's what it looks like <laughs> but um I, i'm enjoying it i haven't had much time to play this week because i've been busy all week uh wednesday i had backtrack thursday i went to weird owl and yesterday vaughn and i went um shopping out of town so I'm going to be play, play a lot more tonight. Um, I also treated myself to the Cowabunga collection um, yesterday while I was out and about. And I came, um, I came home and Alice was being very needy. So I, I wanted to sit, sit down with her and have her kind of enjoy lap time. So I booted up Cowabunga collection. And for the first time in my life, I managed to get to the fourth level of the NES TMNT. Ooh. <laughs> Oof. Just happy yeah. to get to the third level. See, I never found the the damn stage that hard. The bombs? Yeah. Because you, if you're off by a pixel, you die. <laughs> now, now, granted, there's a there's a rewind button in this collection, oh, okay. and I made, I've made right. heavy use yeah, of that. Yeah, well, that would change things a lot. And then and, you get, and then you actually get to play the third stage and try and figure out what am I supposed to do here. <laughs> yeah, because you know you're you're a kid and you don't know what's going on, and the game doesn't tell you that it's more or less a Metroidvania before Metroidvanias were a thing. 
and hey, having to go into buildings and get get through one building to get to another, especially in that third stage where that really opens up. Um, it's kind of hard to figure that out as a kid, and it doesn't help that there's, you know, respawning enemies and the jump physics in that game are just terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, God, what is the name of that channel that Fawn and I watched that uh, talks about programming things? Because it it fixed the collision physics in the uh, water level, and it also talked about the jump physics this week. And I can't remember the name of that channel. It's one that kind of goes into the programming of old NES games and explains a lot of it and kind of kind of does does its best to fix it, like the, it fixes the. Is collision. it behind the code by any chance? Um, displaced gamers. Displaced gamers. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah, that's the one. The broken um, water level of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So, but that's not what you're playing. You're playing the broken version, right? I mean, I'm just playing the. NES but you're saying like they fixed it but like you don't get to play that version because you're playing no i'm not playing that version that's a fan fix yeah um that's what i want though Moncappy has a question for you before teenage mitten ninja turtles um which i don't understand what's up with that but the uh the question is is soul hackers 2 worth the 59.99 price tag um how how much of a big SMT fan are you? Well, let's assume very. If if you're very, then yeah, it's worth it. If you're a casual SMT fan, um, you might wait for a price drop. Um, Com- combat's can- gonna be good, but this is not not Persona. Yeah, yeah, it's a very watered down Persona. If you know, I I would almost say that it is somewhere in between Persona and mainline smt yeah um because you're still doing the demon thing but it's not as focused on demons as those two there's a little bit more mainline character development and interaction yeah yeah because smt is much more tends to be more of a straight line dungeon crawler it has a story it's telling but it's not certainly not as focused on the interpersonal characters yeah a mainline smt is all about the demons yeah um Persona is about the interpersonal characters, but they've still got demons attached to them. So, and the main character can swap demons. So it's kind of about demons. And this has a lot less focus on the demons. Mm. Your demons are more your minions than really your core persona, if that makes any sense. Persona is still probably the, the, main entry point into smt if you are interested in smt though right yeah yeah because persona um is very well balanced um it's more about the story than necessarily about a lot of the dungeon crawling and isolation and it has a lot of characters to get attached to um i hope that was a decent answer i i McCappy, I th- or Moncappy, I think if you're curious about the franchise, you might yeah, wait. Don't start until, here. <laughs> yeah, don't start here. Wait until you get to uh, or when Persona Four Golden comes out, because um, Persona Four Golden I think is a really good entry point into the series, um, or at least into modern SMT, because. <clears throat> 
Persona 3 is more of a dungeon crawler because it's got that tower that's randomly generated and that might get on your nerves. Um, Persona 5 is huge, but it's kind of a daunting game. I think Persona 4 Golden is a good entry point. You Mm -hmm. have Persona 4 Golden on Vita, but haven't started it yet. Um, The Vita version is not bad. No, no. I mean, like, it's going to be exactly the same as when it comes out on Switch and Mm -hmm. everything. And it's just just going to be a matter of personal preference, especially if you want to, like, say, play on your TV. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think we've done a where to start yet on the Persona series, have we? Persona 3 is the answer. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, we haven't done know. a weird start yet. 3, 4, because... or 5 are your options, and it's like, do you want to play them all or just play the current one? There's, yeah. there's, your, there's your A and B. <laughs> Make a choice and feel good about it because they're all good. <laughs> yeah. Unless, yeah, you're, unless that... you're Sam, and then you hate 5. Atlas... Uh does not or pretends that the um first two do not exist but they're not they redid one and two kelly come on yeah they they redid them just in the psp i mean on the psp where nobody played some oh someone's playing them on rp gamer this this week woodhouse is playing them and (laughs) it reminds me how good the abbreviated but updated soundtracks in the psp versions are Mm -hmm. fewer songs but all the songs are better Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also learned that uh, a fan translation has been complete for the remake of um, Second Persona 2 ah, Eternal right. Punishment yep. Oh, for the PSP version? Yeah, that we didn't get? Yeah. yeah Oh, did that come out in Japan? Yeah, uh, oh. a fan translation Cool um, This is the same back of the truck where I found a lot of other fan translations Mm-hmm Um so I might find that and uh, stick it on my Vita this week. Um, yeah, Moncappy, I don't know what to tell you. I don't think Soul Hackers 2 is as. Well, I, I have no I mean, idea. Crappy's else. sitting here telling me he's got Persona 4 Golden on Vita, whereas Soul Hackers 2 is appealing to him because the art and because it's shorter. Well, it's like, then play Soul Hackers 2 and stop worrying about it. Like. <laughs> I mean, oh, he doesn't like the monetization schemes for the game. Um, all those monetization things are optional. You don't actually need them. They no, they really no. do break the game if you buy them. So just ignore those DLCs, period. I only buy those DLCs because I like um, I like summoning demons. Oh, he wants to know if he should wait till it's on sale. I. I mean, how much money do you got throwing around? I I always recommend waiting until stuff is on sale. Um, but like, would you feel bad paying sixty dollars for this game? I enjoyed my purchase, but I'm also an SMT mega fan. So I would say, Moncappy, wait for thirty bucks. Done. Um, and play 40. Persona Four Golden right now, which you have and is probably better. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like it sounds like you're ready to go. You've got a game you could play. It's a better Persona game. <laughs> You already own it. <laughs> if you really want to get yeah. in on Soul Hackers 2 because people are playing it right now, you're going to have to lay down the 60 bucks and just accept it. Yeah. You're paying I mean, for convenience or timing, and that's okay. Video games yeah. are an expensive hobby. If you have the money and it's responsible to spend it, then be okay with spending it. 
I mean, the main reason why I buy a lot of games day one is because uh, that way I could talk about them on RPG Cast. Um, that's just how it goes. Um, if if you're worried about money or whatever, then I completely understand why. You would want yeah, to if you're worried about money, don't worry about it. You've got better games already that you haven't played. Play those. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. I, I'm sorry for the non-committal answer. It's well, but very we can't hard. answer. It's a personal decision is the problem. It's like, yeah, it's it's going to be good enough. And if you're really interested in it, which it sounds like he is, then you should consider playing it. You don't have the money, or you don't want to spend the money now. Don't consider playing it. Mm-hmm. It's all on you, bud. <laughs> you got to make that call. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, it is not worth sixty dollars the way that I would say like Xenoblade is worth sixty dollars. It, it, Xenoblade is more likely to be worth $60 to a wider yeah. subset of the RPG playing population than Soul Hackers will be. It's not to say Soul mm-hmm. Hackers isn't worth 60 bucks. It's just Soul Hackers is going to be more for a narrower subset of people. Will it be worth 60 bucks for? <laughs> Meanwhile, Vaughn's like, video games are probably the cheapest hobby I have. I spent $500 on two Lego sets yesterday. <laughs> Kelly! <laughs> what are you letting him do? Hey, He's, he's got his money, and we don't uh, miss mortgage payments. All right. <laughs> That's something. Fair enough. What, would you prefer the $500 on Lego sets or another PS5? No, you should be getting another cat and building an add-on to your house to have room for it. <laughs> it's a better hobby. That was the funniest thing I think I've ever done where I posted the picture of the two PS5s in our house without any context. <laughs> uh Platty, my podcast partner in Crime for Backtrack, is like, yeah, just just use that money to buy more PS5s. You seem to be having a bunch of them lately. (laughs) I I died laughing. The the reason why there was two PS5s in the house is because um, my sister wanted to get my nephew one for Christmas. And I said, if you're serious about that, you need to let me get on it now because – I imagine next month it's going to get pretty hard to find them. And lo and behold, we're having this conversation. Well, let me let me back that up. Did, did I talk about the uh, – I turned my back for one second and you're sitting there buying a PS5 on on the cast? Mm, yes, last I thought week. so. I know I said it to you in our private conversation, Chris. Mm-hmm. But basically, Vaughn and I were at, a, were at Best Buy picking up some stuff, and he saw PS5s in the little area for um, customer pickup. Oh, he saw and, one in the wild. Yeah, and he asked, her, are those reserved or those are on sale? And the lady was like, uh, those are actually on sale. Do you want one? And he was like, yeah, because he had been wanting to pick one up so that um, when the new Final Fantasy VII comes out, he could play it. And I'm in a separate line trying to trying to figure out why Best Buy is charging me fifty dollars for a Shantae plush and then thirty dollars for the game that came with it. And I'm sitting there trying to figure that out, and I turn my back and I see that he's got a the Horizon Forbidden West PS5 next to him, and grinning and and shaking his head. And just to be funny, I, I yell, I turned my back for one second, and you're over there buying a PS5. And that poor clerk had the most deer in the headlights look like, oh, my God, this husband is in so much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I immediately say, ah, oh, that's fine. It just means that he'll stay away from mine. 
And we haven't had a chance to hook it up yet because we uh, the upstairs TV because we've been so busy. Wait, so, so does that I, mean you have three PS5s? In the house, yeah. Oh my gosh, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly's why no one can buy a PS5. Yes, I'm hoarding them all in Kansas. No. Um, because they were in stock, I went to my sister right away. Because she, she didn't know this year that... Or she thought that they'd stopped doing Madden on PS4 this year, and that turned out not to be the case. She just couldn't find it. Um, so she wanted to get my nephew one for Christmas, and that that's when I said, "Yeah, you need to grab one like as soon as you need to have me get on that as soon as possible." And while we're sitting there watching a movie, um, I, I look on Warrior 64 and I was like, "Oh, Sony Direct has them." Uh, like okay, credit card, bup bup bup. Hey, uh, the, I got the thing, and you owe me um, like two hundred bucks because we're we're splitting the cost between the four of us. Um, and she's like, "Wow, you actually picked that up that fast?" So like, yeah, uh, Sony had stock, so I wanted to jump on it. Well, and the price isn't going down anytime soon. Nope, nope. <laughs> They're certainly not going up be everywhere else. Up. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's the other reason why I wanted to kind of jump on it, because I don't know if that's going to catch up with us eventually. Um, I think partially inflation, partially just changes in the uh, changes in currency values, because like when they priced all those, like the euro was way more valuable than the dollar and the euro and the dollar are almost parity now. Yeah, Um the prices, the price increases, things are kind of scary because didn't one of the uh, VR headsets go up recently? Yeah, yeah. Facebook raised the price of the Meta. Yeah. So, so I assure you, people, I am not hoarding PS5s. There was a reason for that. Um, as for why me and my husband have separate consoles, it's kind of a holdover from when we moved in together and I set up all, all mine in the bedroom and he set up all his in the living room and it just works out better that way. <laughs> that <laughs> Nothing way not, wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. You know. They have a lot of cats uh, in the house, so they have to separate so all the cats can be in two. I don't understand it. You should be no, in one room. It's 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 this kind of a save file thing so that we don't write over each other's oh, save what? file because you we use different accounts. What are you talking about? Like you choose a different log picture when you start the machine. It didn't always used to be like that, Chris. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> oh my gosh, you too. <laughs> you sound like my sister. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe you two have separate bank accounts. Yeah, it just it, it makes things easier. I, I'm getting awkward and quiet. Was I was I talking about TMNT? I don't know what we were talking yeah. about. Can we, <laughs> we move on distracted. to feedback? Yeah. Um, I also well, I also played through the TMNT arcade game because that was one of my favorite arcade games growing up. And my God, that game gets ch- cheap and quarter muntry by the end of it. Well, that's an arcade uh, game. I, I know. I just I forgot how bad that was um, with Shredder having one hit kills in that last fight. Oof. I mean, that and game was yeah. supposed to take a lot of coins because the whole point was to get four people playing it at the same time. Yeah, and 
I realized that because some of those bosses are like, wow, you hit like trucks and I can't get anywhere near you. But I still love this game, even though it's only good for like an hour. Um, and that's exactly how most beat em ups are. So it's fine. Um, I was just kind of going through the games in somewhat of an order. I'm in area four of the TMNT platformer, and I'm going to do the NES arcade game after that. And which one was next? Uh, Manhattan Project, which I haven't played in ages, and I love that game when I was a kid. And I'm a huge TMNT fan, so the Cowabunga collection is just perfect. And yeah, it's a collection. It's got uh, comic book covers. Um, design documents. I, I want to show Vaughn the design documents because they're all in Japanese, so he can read them and appreciate them. And it's just an amazing little collection if you're a TMNT fan. Um, the only other thing I've played this week is Mary Skelter Nightmares, and Anna isn't on, so I can't ask her. <laughs> I'll have to ask her if we hang out tonight. Like, am I crazy, or do none of these maps match what's on the Game Facts guide? Hmm. Yeah. Are you playing like the the? Didn't they do the the remake on Switch? Yeah. You know, I didn't even see which version of the guide I was looking at. Hang on. Maybe they tweaked it between the Switch and the Vita version. Maybe. There's there's weird stuff about like dungeon growth. Hmm. Where you like hit a roulette and then the dungeon expands. Okay, yeah, that that explains a lot. I was looking at the Nintendo Switch guide. That's weird that that changed, but that was my only thought. See, now I'm going to have to get up, get up my Vita from downstairs and or from upstairs and compare, because I feel like these maps don't match. Uh, I'm ba- I'm basically stuck in the temple area, and I can't figure out how to progress. So I've been going back to past dungeons and trying to explore as much as I can to see if I've missed a key or something. But that game's been a lot of fun. I'm genuinely surprised. <laughs> well, I'm not that surprised because Anna liked it. Nana and I have very similar tastes. Um, it's just as much as uh, Mike ragged on it. <laughs> well, well, in fairness, I think he hit some like game-breaking bugs as well was part of the problem. Yeah, and that's what I'm concerned about is that I, have I hit some of these bugs where I can't progress? Hmm. I, I am not sure. I'm, I'm going to see how far I can get into it. Um, but that's all I've played. Also, <laughs> speaking of cat racism, my, my bossy tuxie is now awake and is destroying my shelf wanting attention. <laughs> Why do you have a vendetta against the paper towels? I keep, I keep a roll of paper towels by my desk so that when I'm eating lunch, I, can, I have napkins and, and she... Hates the paper towels and feels the need to try to shred them. You just got to get your attention, Kelly. You are a little agent of chaos, and I love you. I and want to see Vaughn do what this guy's doing on YouTube with the Back to the Future DeLorean. Putting all these LEDs in it. I do have LEDs. There's a lot of wiring he had to do and hide. Probably be really annoying, but it looks cool. Yeah, I learned pretty quickly. Um, Vaughn says that's stuff. blasphemy. <laughs> well, okay, whatever. What's, what's blasphemy? Lighting up your Legos? Apparently. <laughs> and I'm terrible with soldering. 
Vaughn, didn't you buy a lighthouse that actually lights up? I can't remember. Um, the, the like the Lego set I bought yesterday was the uh, Mario airship because it was on sale. I yes, but it does it natively. Okay. Um, I'm not too huge of a fan of a lot of the Mario sets just because they're more kid focused. But I had my eye on the airship because the airships were my favorite. Um, were my favorite levels growing up when I played Mario Three. So. I picked that up yesterday and ordered the Starry Night set because I had my eye on that one for a little while too. And I thought it'd be cool to post or to have a Lego Starry Night as artwork in the house. Fine art in Lego form. Yes. All right. So we finally move on to feedback. I guess so. <sighs> What was the feedback in relation to? What's your most slash least favorite game-related cartoon? Ooh, I've got feedback for this. Let's do other people's first. Strawberry Egg says, I suppose my favorite animated game adaptation would be the World Ends With You anime. It could stand to be longer as it's a bit rushed, but it's otherwise a very good adaptation of the game. It's the closest we'll ever get to a fully voiced version of The World Ends With You. As for my least favorite, I'm not sure. There's a glut of dumb, goofy cartoons. There's Darkstalkers. Donkey Kong Country, and The Legend of Zelda, to name a few. See, The the Legend of Zelda, talking shit about that one is blasphemy, Cassandra, but at the same time, I kind of understand. How can you Um, not? Like, excuse me, princess. It's a meme. Yes, excuse me, princess. Um, The Darkstalkers cartoon, that American one, there's some pretty funny compilations of that on YouTube, particularly the uh, you look pretty attractive for a fish man, (laughs) which it says, which gets said quite a bit in that show. (laughs) Featherhoof says, speaking of favorite video game based cartoons, draws up memories of Earthworm Jim. Ooh, that was a good one. Castlevania and Cuphead. But my absolute favorite is Sonic Saturday Morning AM. It was dark, Robotnik looked and sounded scary and threatening, and it introduced me to one of my childhood crushes in Bunny Rabbit. Wait, their name was Bunny Rabbit? Bunny Rabbot. Oh, goodness. Um, Because she was half rabbit, half robot, so it was a pun. Anyway, that was a good Sonic cartoon. That was a good Saturday morning cartoon. I'm sad that never really resolved or ended. (laughs) Um, Technically, it continued in the comics. Mm-hmm. Sure. It, it, it's hilarious because we did the Skies of Arcadia backtrack this week, which we haven't released yet because Matt and I have both been busy. But Vice made cameos in that Sonic comic because there was a huge Capcom and Sega crossover. Vice who? Vice from Skies of Arcadia. Oh, okay. Weird. Yeah. Sega just shows, has him show up all over the place. But Why not? We, we don't get his game. Yeah. Yeah. You got Valkyria Chronicles. What more do you want? <laughs> Come on. No, what's horrible, and I brought this up in the backtrack, is that several times they've wanted to either do a sequel or port their original, but then other Dreamcast era stuff they try to do, and it doesn't do well. So thus they're like, well, we're not going to bother with Skies of Arcadia then if the re- if you know doing Sonic Adventure on Xbox Live isn't doing well. 
Was that really the reason, or is this one of those where they've lost the source code and and can't really do it easily? It'd be work. At this point, it would not surprise me, but it's still very frustrating as a huge fan of that game. Well, Featherhoof continued on to say, on the opposite side of the coin, my least favorite is The Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. There was no substance, it was random for the sake of random, and I just couldn't stand it. Uh Uh-oh. (laughs) <laughs> I got bad news yeah. for you about the future of, of kids' cartoons if you don't like random. Uh, Jaleel White being the voice of the main character in, in one of the best things from my childhood and one of the worst simultaneously still astounds me. <laughs> yeah, the other Sonic cartoon was very uh, trying to be Looney Tunes and not understanding what made Looney Tunes funny. Yeah. Ah, Tracer 3 says, my favorite game-related show is Persona 4 The Animation. I really enjoyed that adaptation of the game. I also like Sonic the Hedgehog. Tracer, you didn't tell us which one! (laughs) Yeah. There's like seven! (laughs) uh, There's Sonic Set AM, there's Sonic uh, Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, there's Sonic Underground, which is where they was trying to have them be in a band, and Sonic had siblings that were all voiced by Joelle White. (laughs) <laughs> there's sonic x which was the anime and sonic boom which was based off of the game that nobody liked but, but isn't the cartoon, cartoon okay actually yeah yeah i thought yeah. people like the cartoon but not yeah. the game yeah the cartoon is really freaking the good. problem with the cartoon of course is it uses the bad character designs but yeah yeah what can you do oh the the cartoon is so funny and knuckles there's compilations of, of knuckles lines and he just steals the show because he plays a himbo good is so funny. I'm sorry, a himbo? Yeah. What's a himbo? Um, a buff dude that is not very smart, but has a really big heart and is very supportive. Okay. So it's a compilation of bimbo and him. So meathead with a gold, with a heart of gold. Yes. All right. Um, Kronk from Emperor's New Groove is usually the example. Oh, cited. okay. Yep. But also uh, modern knuckles. Basically, putty from Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> you know, if the character is which I by think Patrick voiced Kronk, it's, it's probably going to be a himbo. <laughs> All right, got it. And then, in terms of bad video game related cartoons, I'll put in my my normal thing for anyone who is a Trails fan, and they see like, hey, there's a Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky anime that's out there and got released in the u.s like yeah stay away from that thing <laughs> oh what is it even canon uh, what it is is they they took it and they you, well you remember trails in the sky there's the two parts there's first chapter and second chapter so the original game it's a 40 hour first game 80 hour second game mm-hmm. so they made an anime adaptation of it but it's only 80 minutes long and they didn't even adapt the first half of the game. It's only the second. It starts with the second game, picks up with, you know, where the where the uh, cliffhanger is. And then they take eight. You remember that game? It was huge. It was 80 it was hours long. And, then, and they smush it down into 80 minutes. How? <laughs> Not well. <laughs> Monkapi asks, is it bad moves? because of the dub? Huh? Is it bad because of the dub or is it just bad because it's bad? It, it was just bad. Just bad. Okay. So, <sighs> like we could 
couldn't even sum that up in like an hour or like what three hours on backtrack. Uh, yeah, that's what I was sitting there thinking. It took us like two and a half hour, two and a half, three hours to summarize that game. And that was during the log backtrack years when we uh-huh. had time to do that. Wait, and you were uh-huh. covering more than just that game and that backtrack, weren't you? No, no, me... that, that was just second chapter. Oh, it took us like several hours to summarize. It's huge. Yeah. Well, that's it's not dense. the backtrack I know. You should have done all f- all the games and be- had it be a 12-hour backtrack. <laughs> yeah, that's partly why we don't do that anymore. Yeah, all right. <laughs> we're, we're adults. We have shit to do. All right, fair enough. Um, Tracer3 corrects from the chat and says, hey, it was the one with the Freedom Fighters as the Sonic I liked, and that would be Sad AM. So there yep. we go. Good good job, Tracer3. You liked the good one. Yes. Okay, moving on to news. Do you guys like Eye Eyes? What? What? Huh? Eye Eyes, the creepy little monkey things with creepily long fingers and big eyes. Is this a real care a real animal? Yes, it's a real animal. Look it up. Monkey. I I monkey thing. Um all I get is the main character of Super Monkey Ball. Yeah, that's not it. <laughs> so I I let's do without the monkey. Uh A Y E A Y E. A Y E A Y E. Okay. I I like I I Captain. Oh, it's a little yeah. bat thing. No, it just has bat ears. What is this thing? Yeah. Oh, it's a, a little creepy, but also cute at the same time. Now, imagine them being creepier. It's freaked and... out. It, poor thing looks always freaked out. Yep. Now, imagine them being a little bit creepier and having paint on their creepily long fingers, and you've no. got a new Pokemon. No, I don't want it. Put it in the Graf- garbador. Grafai. No. Grafana? Grafai. Oh, its eyes are glowing? Yeah, I don't like its eyes. People fixed it and gave it pupils, and that looks much better. So I don't understand the creepy dead eyes on this thing. It's like its eyes are a television screen. Mm-hmm. But but I'm also amused that people uh, have noticed that its middle finger it's is the paint finger, and there's been much fan art. Oh dear, I didn't notice that, but yeah, that's. Did you see? Yeah. Did you see what I put in the? Nope, but I'm not notes. gonna bring it up on the stream. <laughs> What? It's just his middle finger. It's nope, fine. Not doing it. <laughs> so yeah, Grafii is a poison normal type, uh, known as the toxic monkey Pokemon. Oh, so they're they're going a little with with the poison frog thing then as well. Yeah, I think that that more explains the eyes, maybe sort of. Oh, mm. yeah, a little bit of that. Um, a little bit of monkey. Uh, there's an interesting video that was a documentary style about the Grafii, where they revealed it. Um, there's also been a lot of fan art of it in Smeargle, the beagle with the Why uh, would they do this tail. sort of... This is weird for them to do this documentary style video for one Pokemon reveal in the new game, and not all of them. It, I, I was This feels more like a Pokemon like they, Go video, you know? It, it's like they put more effort into the advertisement video than they do into the story for the games. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Why? Why choose? Why put this effort into this Pokemon? It's not that you shouldn't or can't. It's just I don't understand why this. Why one this? In how you chose to do it for this? What led you to this decision? I mean, do they have a large team where they just be like, okay, you're in charge of marketing this Pokemon? Well, we got a bunch of extra money. Let's do a CG short 
for it. <laughs> we don't do those. Well, we do now, but only for this one. Oh, okay. So, yeah, um, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet's coming out worldwide on November 18th. These things just graffitis, uh, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, that's fair. It's tagging. Um, but the uh, Weed Kitty plush came out on the American Pokemon store. You bought and one. Sold out. Oh, yeah, and it sold out almost instantly. Oh, but you got one, though. Oh, yeah, I Good got job. one. Good job. It's so cute. Oh, I do have the picture right here. Oh, great, Kelly. Which picture? <laughs> the eye eyes. Oh. <laughs> I thought you had the picture of the uh, weed, weed Cat and Linton together, and I said that it's basically no. me and my husband. Because, <laughs> you know, the, the Linton looks so done, and the weed cat is like, I... I love everyone. <laughs> anyway. There it um, is. There's the picture right there on the stream. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Litton's been getting into Weed Cat's stash. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to die of fun. <laughs> um, anyway, so I'm excited about this news. The Armed Fantasia and Penny Blood Kickstarter is now live. We are reviving um, the old JRPGs. Yeah, so Armed Fantasia is going to be a spiritual successor to Wild Arms, and um, Penny Blood is going to be the spiritual successor to the Shadow Hearts series. They are looking for um, 100 million yen, around $720,000. All right, they have um, they have blown past their goal. They wanted oh, $713,000. They're at one point. One million. Oh, good. So they're they're gonna double their goal before this is done, at least. If you want to back it right now, it's forty two bucks to get a copy of Armed Fantasia, or forty two bucks for Penny Blood. And then what if I want both? I think it's like I'm double. Looking, do I have to get them separate? Yeah. Combo digital deal, eighty bucks. Okay. Uh, so no big discount there. And if you want to spend. If you wanted to spend $7,000, you'd get both games and a bunch of crap for all the games and to meet the teams, but that's no longer available. Um, nor is, okay, that or that. So what's the most you can spend right now? Here we go. For $5,000, face your inner demon, add a face to a Motofuji in Penny Blood and a bunch of Penny Blood stuff, um, limited two of two. And um, yeah. Or if you're into Arm Fantasia more, it's 3500 for the thing you can do, and you can add your pet to the game. So, there you go. Oh, cool. I can add Alice the Destroyer. That would... Yeah, I would back the game if Alice was in it. <laughs> Their next uh, stretch goal is at $1.5 for t- New Game Plus. Um, 500000 to do a New Game Plus mold over just the console. These numbers are very low for what it costs to make a video game, so I don't understand them at all, but okay. Let's just hope there's nothing in there about having some third party make a mediocre action RPG spinoff. Oh, God. Yeah. It's weird. Which one was that? Was that the Mighty Number no. 9 That one? was the Suikoden one. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Well, hopefully we've learned enough lessons from Kickstarter uh, campaigns to not promise the sun. The the trailers for for them both look great. Yeah, hopefully the uh, it lo- hopefully the games themselves look anywhere near that good. 
So yeah, I'm looking at this thinking like 40 bucks for a game versus 60 if it comes out normal. These are Kickstarter games. Do you think they'll come out for 60? I don't know. Mm, I don't, I don't feel know. like I'm saving much money kickstarting here. So I'm putting money into a thing that may fail, may never come out. Uh, uh, man, uh, I got to be into this to, to want to mm-hmm. put my money down. Uh, I'm not kickstartering just because, yeah, I I agree it could fail. It could never come out. But if, if it does come out, I will support it. Um, well, after I hear some reviews, obviously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what know. I might do later, they've got a bunch of soundtrack stuff on this on the Kickstarter. I might listen mm-hmm. to that. Music matters to me a lot more than anything else in games nowadays. So um, I'll see. Yeah, that trailer for Armed Fantasia, that was right out of Wild Arms. The music. I never got into Wild Arms and what I've looked into when thinking about going back and playing them. I'm like, I don't want to deal with old game stuff. No, that, that's <laughs> old fair. 3D Wild games, Arms. no thanks. <laughs> yeah. They, they look like Funko, like worse versions of Funko Pops these days in that first game. But yeah. but this one looks great. Western anime, I'm all for it. Let's do it. <laughs> yep. Boy, man, you talk about uh, shitty cartoon ap- adaptations. That anime had nothing to do with that game series. Which one? Wild Arms. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I wasn't even thinking about anime when we put that question up. I was imagining mostly... I wasn't thinking about it either, yeah. but it counts, I guess. Yeah, everyone brought it up. I'm like, oh yeah, that's fair. We should have probably thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of disappointment, did, did, did either of you get into Dracula Lost? No, but I'm glad I didn't, and it's Dragalia, not Dracula. Dragalia Lost, <laughs> it's my not, bad. It's not Rob Zombie's Dracula Lost. My bad. Well, it's shutting down on November 30th. Gosh, that would have been a better game. Dracula Lost. Dracula! Dracula. Burn to the gotchas and damned! (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Uh, They're ending on November 30th. I thought this was known for a while already. Um... You can't well, they buy. Knew they were, I think it, I don't think the official date had been announced. They had said yeah, they were shutting. You can't down. buy stuff anymore. You can use stuff you've already bought, and uh, whatever sucks for you. This is the problem with free to play games. They can go away at any moment. So be and careful how much gone. you invest in any of them. Um, have, was that a constantly online one where it's just going to completely disappear yeah. when it dies? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, of course. It sucks. These are your standard gotcha game, is what this is. So it going. Oh, It'll lame. be gone November thirtieth, and um, yeah. So there you go. Um. Well, a game that's more permanently around. Nobody saves the world. It has its uh, Frozen Hearth DLC announced. Uh, I think Josh is the only one who played this, and he didn't like it. I, I was meh on it. Sam liked it. This is the cool one where you get to choose shapeshift into different characters, and they have different attacks. Like a Correct. magician, yeah. a buff dude, um, a horse, a horse, yeah. <laughs> and then you can start mixing and matching things together. I think, like weapons with different forms. I don't know. Yeah. So this DLC is priced at five bucks. It's going to have two new forms: the killer bee and the mechanic, as well as new areas, new characters, and new challenges. Um, there's also going to be a new bundle containing the game and the expansion for twenty seven ninety nine. And I'm I'm curious about this game. It looks kind of cool. Why is there mini golf? Yeah, that that also looks interesting. <laughs> and it's like co-op mini golf, or 
some I don't know. Yeah. Is this well, have the, internet the, even the main game has, the the main game has two player co op. I think it may be couch only. I don't remember. It's been a long time. Okay. Uh, that's that. We've got a new voice of the cards game coming out. The Beast of Burden launching this month. Um, and this time around, yeah, you're going to be able to capture beast cards and use them in battle. Beasts or beasts of burden? Because those are different things. Beasts of burdens like carry packs for you and turn grinding wheels. These look like just straight up beasts. <laughs> Trying to find um, one of the characters is a beast tamer from a circus who, okay. uh, yeah, who can control powerful monsters. All right. So. Um, this is yeah, the this um, the Yoko Taro card thing, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Wait, the third entry in the Voice of Cards series? I'm confused. Is this not just an expansion? No, they're all standalone games. What? Yeah. Yeah. What? I are these any they're... good? I've never played any of these. Are they out already I... here? The first two I... are, yeah, I think. Yeah. Has anyone tried them? I haven't tried any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, not for lack of trying, I just... I haven't had time and I'm curious about them, but the problem is that I want to play the first one. I mean, they're not stories aren't connected, but I still want to play the first one first and the first one's never on sale, but if, the second one. Well, here's the thing. If they're not connected, there's a chance that the later ones will be better because they get to refine the systems. Yeah. Unless the story sucks on the later ones, in which case, yeah, I guess you got to read the reviews and decide. I don't, I don't know. I, I if guess they're not connected, like, Kelly, just get this one on sale. Unless its reviews are bad. What are you doing? I, I, I like experiencing You don't have time for this. You don't have time for this. I like experiencing things in You've order. got a new cat to adopt. You need to like make some decisions to save some time. Are you saying we need to go immediately adopt this cat? Well, I didn't say it. You said it. But I agree okay. with it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, the if first anyone's one played these... Out of five, so. If anyone's like played it. these, let me know what they think. Um, so Alex gives three and a half to the first one, and we didn't review the second one, I bet, right? No, I don't think we did. Yeah, I'm not surprised. We didn't even come up with a question of the How much catch. is it even re- related to Yoko Taro, right? He's I involved mean, somehow. Yeah. Yeah, know, th- there's also a bunch of other people from the yeah. Nier game. You know, it's not just nine. him. <laughs> yeah. He's probably busy I, making a Nier game or something like that. I'm just curious what kind of engine this is in that they're able to crank these out so fast. Well, well I mean, card game engine. It does not have to be complicated. Yeah, yeah. It's not like there's tons of 3D just models. Do it in Unity anything. like everyone else does. Yeah, you're not wrong. All right. Uh, Who's excited he... to go back to New World? Wasn't that very pay to win? No, it was just bad. Uh, <laughs> it was the one that was breaking people's video cards when it very first came Yeah, out. this is the one that was just bad and had all sorts of econ- economy issues and stuff. The uh, the super pay to win one was um, the one that was like Diablo that was... People like that one, though. I can't gotcha. remember its name anymore. Um, whatever. Doesn't matter. It looks like they're revamping the uh, the new player experience. <laughs> Mighty Tam says this was not pay to win; it was pay to meh. <laughs> <laughs> and Kelly, you're thinking of Lost Ark. That's the that's the um. Pay oh. To win one. Yep. 
Anyway, uh, New World is getting an update. Yeah, they're they're uh, revamping the opening experience for the first twenty five levels to make it a little bit more. Streamlined. What about the rest of the game? <laughs> um, I don't know. I didn't play it. Maybe it's- a new area called the Brimstone Sand said to be three times the size of any previous area in the game. You're encountering ancient Romans and Egyptians. Uh, it's pretty much the gist of the story. The game features classic. Classless combat that is designed to accentuate player skill. Hey, I hope they pull it off and like they revamp it, and the game's really good with this expansion because that's happened before. Sometimes expansions fix games. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> or completely break them in the case of Star Wars Galaxies, but <sighs> but that game came out good. So, oh wait, no, Galaxies. Um, oh, Galaxies. Wow. Let's not do that. That's a. That's a. That's a backtrack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, titled that backtrack. So how mad were you when you could just select Jedi from the character <laughs> select screen? <laughs> um, we, we got a new game from Furyu and Three Wings coming coming west. Trinity Trigger. Okay, what's this one? Um, it is set in the world of Trinidia, where gods I can't see because of my dumb cat. Uh, gods fought for control and used proxies to fight for them, and you are a champion of order. I is think. this... Okay, is this a farming game, too? I don't think so. You know, what I was watching the trailers, because of the three-person co-op, it's giving me... Uh, Secret of Mana? S- yeah. yeah. That's, that's what Michael Baker said in Okay, his so it's action RPG it's Secret of game. Mana, which means it might be good and it might be boring. I was gonna say, is it a good mana game? It's or- like it turns out Secret of Mana, if you play it now, chances are you won't like it as much as you did then. I seem <laughs> I- to notice that among people who go back to it. It's like music still slaps, like the music's great, but like the gameplay of Secret of Mana, it's like, huh. I need something I, I, that evolves this a little. <laughs> I, I love that jo- doing that joke of well, there hasn't been a good Secret of Mana game since the original. The spoiler alert: Secret of Mana was never good. It was for the time. I and it I had know. co-op. Most games, especially RPGs, didn't like. Well, okay, a lot of games had co-op back then, couch co-op. But you know what I mean? Like you had a multi-tap for this thing. I know, but when you go back and read about how much of that game they had to gut because yeah. it was supposed to be a uh, Nintendo CD game. Uh, well, then they made the next one and it wasn't Nintendo CD. No, the next one was amazing. It's yeah. just we didn't get that we one. We didn't get it. Yeah, it turns out. Ago. Yeah, it turns out the, the mana game you want to go back and play is the one that you finally can now. <laughs> yeah. In both 3D <laughs> remake and original form. So. And then, and then there's Vaughn, what you mean, like how you're blamed and blamed and excommunicated from the starter village because you had no choice to proceed, but pulling out, <laughs> pulling the, stupid out the stupid sword. sword. Yeah, the story was a little weird. <laughs> I'm okay with the intro, and then you fall down, you beat the, the grasshopper underground or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah. The intro of the yeah, game but- isn't the problem. Well, it takes a while. That's a problem, but that isn't really the problem. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think uh, Second and Setsu Three was the the much better yeah. of the those games, the, those first three games. Turns out all the uh, the mantis ant. Yes, we can't decide what insect this is. It's the praying mantis ant. Because that's why we always forget that what, what was the Game Boy game 
Final Fantasy Adventure. Was yeah, that's the first the one. First yeah, mana. yeah, that's yeah. Sword of Mana is its remake. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Trinity triggers what we were actually talking about. Um, look forward to that in early 2023 on PS, Playstations, and Switch. And was that all of the regular news? I think so. Next up is oh. what? Steel oh, wait, Rising. Yeah, Steel Rising is available for people who pre-ordered the game right now. Um, this was the this is an action RPG based off of an alternate version of the French Revolution, where oh, is King this a French Louis- Revolution Dark Souls? Yeah, yeah. where King okay. Louis the the King Louis the Sixteenth has an army of clockwork oh, automatons. I feel bad for command. this game because it's been completely undercut by the new Pinocchio game. Yeah, people were raving about that Pinocchio game. Yeah. And like now you're kind of getting the same era, not exactly, but like close enough. And it's like, I don't need this. <laughs> Give me the Pinocchio. I, I, don't, I don't know about you, but I'd rather play the Pinocchio game. Ugh. I shouldn't and feel then, that way. I should like evaluate them both on their own merits, but like also the Pinocchio game. <laughs> Ow. Sorry, my cat's being a pain. Uh, if you've bought Steel Rising, beta's available now. All right, mm-hmm. cool. And then we've got uh, RPG Maker Unite details that has an auto guide balance feature where you can put in um, your level of limit and it automatically balances the game stats for you. It does math for you, Chris. Yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> I'm surprised <laughs> they didn't have this before. <laughs> like, what were you doing if not helping people with the math? <laughs> Like, nope, you had to do it yourself, Chris. You need to do some algebra. So this is RPG Maker Unite. I don't know how many RPG Makers there have been and which ones people actually use. So mm-hmm. these stories are always difficult because I can never keep up with what, like, we're talking about. Yeah, I have no clue either. Um, I've never programmed a game before. I'm sure people that have can chime in and say what what's going on there. Um but, but, but if you're into RPG Maker stuff, you've got a way to balance the game. Um, so that's that. I... And then Did the I last. Hear her? Nope. No. Okay. Sorry. Okay. You're on your own with that cat. She is running around meowing her head off and about ready to start breaking stuff. So. We need um, to wrap I... this up before your cat, cat destroys <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah. Like, you're not on the couch and you were gone all day. I'm wreaking havoc. Um, so I was looking for, I found out about this game this week and I asked Anne about it. She's like, yeah, I've been looking forward to this one for a while. The Outbound Ghost is coming to PC in September. It looks like Paper and, Mario. Yep. Yeah, it's basically a Paper Mario clone. And I know that Anna loves her Paper Mario clones. Um, she got into Bug Fables. And yeah, I... I kind of want to check this one out. It looks really good. Um, it's actually going to be available digitally through multiple storefronts for $20, including a PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X, and Nintendo Switch, but that's all planned for later this year. Um, in the meantime, the PC version is going to release on September 21st. Oh, there's even going to be physical editions um, for the PS4, PS5, and Switch on November 25th. So I'm I'm sure somebody on our side will get a review card for this. Yeah, probably. That looks that looks really neat. 
So yeah, that that kind of segues into our um, brief slash new releases. Um, we've got uh, Pathfinder: Wrath of the Righteous, uh, Treasure of the Midnight Isles DLC is now available. Um, it's twenty. It's twelve ninety nine, or as the final part of the game's uh, season pass, um, where you have a new adventure across some islands. So you can check that out. I you paid? Did you play this, Chris? Uh, not yet. I I will and I will probably love it. I've liked the first one a lot. Um uh, I own it. I need to. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Um we've got Action Road Light Ravenbound announced. Yeah, this is open world roguelite. Which that's weird. Yeah. So well, I mean it's you know, every time you die Isn't that just Dark some Souls? Some of the stuff you learn yeah. <laughs> some of the stuff you learn carries on into the next character. Gotcha. No, it's not a gotcha. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just thinking about the, the last time I remember reading about an open world roguelike was Virtual Hydlid. Mm, that sounds because everything in everything in that game changed, including the overworld. So, we've got uh, Re Legend fully launching on PC next week. Um, this is kind of a survival game going to be coming out on september 6th for 24.99 um yeah monster taming farming sim hybrid and it's been on early access since 2019 so now it's coming out for real okay um we've got bear and breakfast hitting the switch in september so um sam played this and really enjoyed the pc version and I'm looking forward to the Switch version, which is coming out on September 15th for 20 bucks. Is It is what they call a cozy game. You basically are a bear named Hank, and you make a bed and breakfast, and it looks really cute. I mean, you, you're literally building it, like going out, knocking down trees, and then using that to build stuff. So it's one of those mm-hmm. time kind of, like, include some management sim almost, looks like. Yeah. And you're a very adorable bear that people seem to be afraid of. Man, the video ads on our site today are terrible. <laughs> They're eating up all my CPU and stuff. I'm so sorry, <laughs> folks who view our website. If the video ads bug you, I probably shouldn't say this, but feel free to use an ad blocker. <laughs> I mean, I whitelisted Whew. you guys just to support you. But... Well, I normally do, but like, because I want to know how bad it is. And today it's really bad. <laughs> Um, we've got Lost Eidolons hitting the PC in October, uh, specifically on October 13th. Um, yeah, this is the this is the one that's uh, the takeoff on uh, Fire Emblem, but it's done with like a Western art aesthetic, but it's actually made in by in Korea. So that's a that's a weird mishmash of stuff. Yeah, we've talked about this one before. Um, yeah, there, Jonathan Stringer did an interview with the creative director like last year where you can read a lot of stuff about the game. It's, but I mean, you look at the battle scenes and it's like, oh, that is that is totally like Fire Emblem when it zooms in to have the one on one character attacks that, you know, you turn off eventually because it's taking too much time. Yep. Oh, is this the Fire Emblem one that you were yeah. talking about? Yeah. When can I get this? When's this out? This looks great. Uh, October. October 13th. But yeah, also, I'm going to turn off a lot of those attacks. They take too freaking long. That's what you always end up doing in Fire Emblem, right? right? Is this going to be on Game Pass or anything? 
No statement about that. The Xbox version isn't coming out until early next year. So it's just PC. Yeah, just, okay. Just PC for now. Digitally via Steam, so you guys can both play it on your deck. Yeah, that'd probably make a good Steam Deck game. Maybe I'll be lucky enough to have one by then. <laughs> it's saying by the end of September for me. Cool. We'll see. Um, Pixel Noir gets an April release window. This is where you're a private detective um, with turn-based combat. The yeah, and yeah, it's going to launch for PC and Switch on uh, in April 2023 with uh, PlayStation 4 and Xbox releases to follow. Basically, a detective RPG. And it's one of those where you're doing like lots of small mysteries, and then hope hopefully you know like that ties into unlocking the bigger mystery that that you know like is part of the main character's backstory. So it's one of those things that if they do it right, could be really cool. Yeah, it could be. Um, the art aesthetic looks kind of neat. Mm-hmm. And then finally, I, Josh, you're the only one that played cyberpunk. Are you looking forward to more cyberpunk, but in animated form? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I did not hate cyberpunk as much. Yeah, yeah, CD Projekt Red's cyberpunk as much as a lot of people did, but... I, 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 I've got to say the animated – this animated co-production that CD Projekt Red and Studio Trigger did looks a hell of a lot more interesting than the story that in Cyberpunk 2077. It's got yeah. that going for it. So this is a TV show on Netflix then? Correct. Yeah. It's an anime series on Netflix. Oh, Chris, oh goodness. Well okay, I can't – I got uh, – oh, boy. Yay. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I just saw boobs, so... I, yep, we are <laughs> deleting this archive. <laughs> Go in there right now. Get ready to delete this archive. Yeah, but, um, this, you know, I kind of wrote this when I was going through the news when I kind of wrote it off as like, ah, oh, just an adaptation, and then I saw Studio Trigger. Yeah. And it's, it's like, wait a minute, I love anything Studio Trigger does. It, it definitely, yeah, yeah. It, it looks like a studio trigger joint, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, a, a little bit more gory and uh, sexy than what I'm used to from Studio Trigger, but <laughs> I might have to check this out. It's coming out September 13th. It'll be on Netflix. Yeah. So there you go, Chris. You can check it out before your Netflix. It doesn't matter. We won't be back on Twitch next week. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's a that's a terms of service violation. I'm surprised that they even let this on YouTube. Yeah, um, it was age gated, and I thought that was because <laughs> of like swearing and what? stuff, and I didn't realize it was because of sexy stuff. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Oops. And <laughs> um, that that is all the news, probably for the rest of time. For the rest of the time. <laughs> We'll be back at you on um what was Microsoft's version a mixer. <laughs> I thought oh, wait, mixer they're gone. Oh no. <laughs> YouTube streaming starting next week. Weren't you just griping that we don't stream on YouTube? Well, we might have to now. <laughs> you know what? It's fine. Mm. I, I can just say it was an accident. I'm I don't sure know if you can just say it's an accident. I don't think they care. There is no person here, Kelly. It's all just, you know, automated. 
uh, Chris, what's coming out? Oh, uh, I don't know. I didn't do any of that work this week. Okay. Apparently I know, though. All right. Biomutant for PS5 and Xbox Series X. Re-Legend for PC. Circus Electrique for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X, and Switch. Temtem for PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, and Switch. Jack Move for PC and Mac. Road Warden for PC, Mac, and Linux. And Steel Rising for PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X. X. Um, what is... What of these do you guys care about? Anything? Uh, oh, Temtem. Yep. Temtem hitting con- consoles, right? Yeah. That's the Pokemon con that people had been raving about. But, you know, at the at the same time, people said it's like old Pokemon, which is hard. And I, they confuse hard for tedious. So I don't know. Uh, Circus Electrique looks interesting to me. Um yeah. Story driven RPG part too. tactics part circus management. <laughs> yeah. Certainly unique. Unique and electric. <laughs> um maybe we don't have either we didn't have any editorials this week or we forgot to put them down. I do not think we had we any. Just didn't have any. They were all in by last they were all in by last Saturday. Yeah, last week we had a ton of them, so not a surprise. Um, we did have one new or new early access story. Um, the tactical RPG War Tales is getting a, a huge early access update. Oh, what was War, what was War Tales Tam says about? we did have editorial stuff. We had an interview oh, we, and a um, some reviews. Apparently, it's weird. I wonder why they weren't in the sheet. No, let's figure it out. RPGamer.com, your site for yeah. annoying invasive ads. Um, let's Obviously, see. you can uh, go to all of these sites, go to our site to see all of these stories. Arm Fantasia Penny Blood had an interview on the 26th. Was that last week? Yeah, that would have been last week. Yeah, that would have been last um, week. And then too. what do we got for reviews? Those might have been. Oh, the site's broken at the moment. Delightful. <laughs> <laughs> Technical difficulties. Let me fix that. See, according to the featured post, we did all of the latest reviews. Am I not? I don't know. I mean, sure. But maybe. I'm sorry. Now I'm distracted by fixing things on the site. So I'm going to call it good. So, mm-hmm. so if you want to see not safe for work trailers and reviews, don't, don't go here. Don't go to our Twitch. We don't show those there. Yeah. Um, at some point, I'm going to have a back a new RPG backtrack posted. Uh, Matt was just really busy, and so was I this week to get it edited. But no problem. Um. And yeah, and all of our exciting news and trailers. Isn't TGS this week? No, um, PAX West is this weekend. Oh, PAX West. So that's going TGS on right now. Uh, Tokyo Game Show? Uh, it no, could usually, be. Usually late September, early October. Okay, gotcha. Is, that, is TGS still a thing? Yes. Uh, September 15th is when that starts. So a couple weeks. Get excited, well, and then all the fall stuff starts coming out, and you're like, wait, I wasn't ready for all these games. Happens every year, folks. So, uh, what should our question of the week be? Um, 
How do you get unbanned from Twitch? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little shaken up from that. <laughs> Uh, sorry that was the like one of the one trailers i didn't get to um i don't know it's there wasn't a whole lot of like terribly exciting news this week and i would want to ask like what old franchise would you want to see kickstarted but we've done that several times before yeah Mm -hmm. i don't want to do that um oh i know what's your favorite card-based rpg hey i like that favorite card-based rpg Let's put that in a um, sheet. Right now, only off the top of my head, I'm thinking of Chain of Memories. No. And that is not I, I, a good answer. And I know for a fact that Cassandra is going to say Batankaitos. <laughs> I know Chain of Memories is the wrong answer, unless maybe you're talking about the upgraded PS2 version or whatever. Oh, oh, the upgraded PS2 version, the GBA version is garbage. Okay, good. <laughs> That's all right then. I didn't play the upgraded version, so maybe it's better. So yeah, the upgraded version is much better balanced and just better, and has a toggle difficulty, and it's just better overall. I'm gonna have to think. I'm not sure I've played a card-based RPG, but also like a whole um, <laughs> Magic: The Gathering Arena. I've put many, many hours into. Is that technically a card-based RPG, though, or is that just a TGC? Let's not do TCGs this time. Okay. Let's let's exclude TCGs explicitly, because that's a whole different conversation. So, yeah, stuff like uh, Voice of the Cards, um, Bat and Kytos. Mm-hmm. Um, at, at some point, I need to boot up, uh, which one was it, SteamWorld RPG? Or SteamWorld Quest? SteamWorld that was Quest. Card-based? Yep. Yeah. Ooh, um, would inscription count? Yeah, yeah. I I liked inscription. That one was really good. Cool. Okay, so so dumb question: Would the uh, Game Boy version of the Pokemon TCG count? Because that's an RPG based off a of TGC, but it's not really a TGC. If you're you, if it is an RPG. That just uses a TCG as its battle mechanics. I think I'm okay with that. Okay. Um, Card fight, Fighters Clash. I also liked back in the day. That was the uh, Capcom SNK one. Cool. So yeah, lots to choose from. At some point, I need to boot up Slay the Spire too. So yeah, if you if you want to tell us about your favorite card based. RPG, you can write in on the comment thread on rpgamer.com for the, for this show. Um, that's where we read all of our comments from. We don't really get a lot of stuff on Twitter. So uh, put in your contribution, and we will and we will read it on next week's show. Um, Chris, what are you going to be playing this week? Mm, probably um, Twitch Education School. <laughs> Serve my time to get strike removed from our i don't know um i'm gonna be playing xenoblade chronicles 3 of course what else i am also going to be playing xenoblade chronicles 3 yeah i i know once you kind of get past that um chapter four through five hump the rest of the story goes by pretty quickly as far as as far as the main story um obviously if you're wanting to find the character side stories you could that's going to take up a lot of your time 
but it's just a matter of do, doing side quests until the main character story unlocks. Um, also, you have to have that particular character in your party for a lot of those to trigger, too. Yeah, yeah I know. It took me a while to figure that out. And so some of them don't even trigger in the obvious places either. So um, luckily the end game thing kind of helped, kind of points you in the right direction. So. Are you going to be playing more soul hackers, Kelly? Yep. I want to try to get it. Yeah. I am going to get through as much of soul hackers as I can. And if I finish it before October starts, then I will boot up. Uh, like a dragon, because I need to play that for backtrack. Uh, you, you also got trails coming out at the end of this month. Yeah, um, trails will be playing. Gonna, you just gonna put that on the back burner? Yeah, well, trails will be playing on Switch, so I'll be kind of playing that off off to the side while I'm focusing on um, like a dragon. Okay. And then once I finish like a dragon, then trails will be back on the front burner. <laughs> um, juggling a lot of games. Yes, you are. <laughs> And I don't even know what the hell I'm going to do when uh, Dragonflight comes out. <laughs> You're just going to be overloaded. That, that's partially why I haven't really been in a hurry to boot up uh, Lich King Classic, because the, the content patch for that came out this week. But the actual quote-unquote expansion doesn't release until later in the month. That's uh, like I... It's partially why I haven't been really in a hurry to start the yet, because technically I've already gone through that experience. So, <sighs> I know it's a first world problem. Too many first games. world problems. Hey, hey, weird! I played that Thursday night. <laughs> I related. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna call it here. Thanks everybody for watching. If you'd like to to subscribe or subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast listener thing, please do that. Uh, Check out the stories over at rpgamer.com. Leave feedback in the show thread over there and answer our question of the week. What is your favorite card based RPG? Not TCG, but card based RPG RPGs with a card based combat system. But if it's a TCG and an RPG wrapper, then it's okay. Well, no, that makes it a that makes it an RPG with a card based combat system. Yeah. Yeah. So it still works. I'm just saying Pokemon the Pokemon Game Boy game counts. No, we don't talk about and Pokemon I, right now. They they're NS they're not safe for work with those weird eyes. Paint fingers. Yeah. Paint um, fingers. Also, I think there's a Magic the Gathering game. Yes, on there is, but the it's bad, Kelly. Oh, it's it is? Bad. It's bad. Huh. The old ones that were action RPGs, they're bad. Oh, they were action RPGs. They weren't card-based. I didn't know that. That was bad. There is a card-based one, but it was just a TCG at that point, and it shouldn't really count. And that one was okay. And then we got better actual TCG ones with the the arena ones and the Duels of the Planeswalker ones, and those are good. Gotcha. Battle Mage. Magic the Gathering Battle Mage. I see. Anyway, tell us a battle made your favorite game. <laughs> and uh, we'll catch you next week, everyone. Till then. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.